Hello, and welcome to Take 18, a podcast where we love to talk about the movies because we absolutely love the movies. This show is produced by the Central Coast Film Society. My name is Daniel Lair. I'm the founder and executive director of the Central Coast Film Society. We have uh, all been staying home, and uh, we're watching lots of movies, and so we want to talk about lots of movies right now. Um, we ha- all know about the stars and the directors and the writers and the producers, but today I'm really excited because we get to talk to one of the uh, more unsung heroes of the industry. We're going to be talking with Paul Lacavera. He is an award-winning stuntman, and uh, he stood in as a stunt double for Eric Bana, a double for Ryan Reynolds and Tom Hiddleston, uh, and he's even working in Hawaii right now. Uh, he's worked on some television shows out there, but even, of course, uh, the new Jungle Cruise movie, which I... <laughs> I am so excited to talk about because I'm a former Jungle Cruise skipper. Um, so this episode, we're going to jump right into it with Paul. Uh, just go straight into it. No no frills or uh, any, any sort of fluff. We just want to do it. But I do want to start out by saying, if this is your first take with the show, I'm very glad to have you here. Um, I just quickly, this throughout this entire podcast, we talk about uh, movie news, reviews, and we do, of course, these interviews. And we also do filmmaker takes where we just talk about making movies. And so I'm I'm really excited you're here and I hope you check out our old episodes. They've got some great content from all of our past guests uh, who have amazing stories to tell uh, from Hollywood. So just hit subscribe to find out when our new episodes come out and let's get started. All right, we are now joined by Paul Lacravara. And uh, Paul, how are you doing? I'm great, thanks. How are you doing? I'm great. Thank you so much for uh, stopping by and uh, having a chat with us here. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm stoked to be on the show. Yeah, yeah. So um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. Like, uh, what do you do? Where are you from? Uh, what's going on? All right, so we'll start with the basics, I guess. Uh, I am 43 and married got two kids <laughs> that's and... that is the basics yeah <laughs> <laughs> um currently living in uh or on oahu nice. in hawaii yep um i am from san luis obispo uh actually born in san luis raised out in los osos nice uh went to elementary schools out there baywood went to Morro bay high school uh quest college and cal poly wow yeah you really didn't leave the county no, man, I love it there. I love it there. <laughs> nice. It's one of my favorite places for sure. Nice. Um, and um, so, what are you doing yeah. out? What are you doing out in Hawaii? Well, it's kind of a long story, but um, <laughs> I got the job on five O. So I've been in the business as a stuntman for about twenty years, and right. about five six years ago, I got called to start covering one of the stunt doubles on five O because he wanted to go do features and do various things. And so yeah. I got on here and then ended up to get the job full time. And so I started doubling the lead on five O Alex Laughlin, and then working as the fight choreographer on the show as well. And then also as one of the stunt coordinators. Nice. And before I was full time, I, they'd fly me in and out. And then they quickly learned that, it was more lucrative for them to keep me on board. And so I would work 
on the show five days a week and then fly back home to Huntington Beach on Friday nights, land Saturday mornings, and then hang out for a day and then fly back here on Sunday. And uh, after about four or five years, four years of doing that, that was kind of weighing down heavy on our family and relationships with my wife. She was basically a single mother and the kids were, were without a dad. And so they agreed to move out here. And so we finished up 5-0 um, with all of us out here for the past two years, and it's been great. Wow, that's amazing. That's that's really yeah. cool. And so, yeah, you, so that's that's where you are now. That, and you're still – is the show still going on? Are you guys still, like, playing on production or what, what's no, going on No, man. That? I wish it was still going on. Yeah. No, uh, they canceled 5-0, oh, yeah. um, unfortunately. Uh, the actor, um, my actor who I was doubling decided he didn't want to do the show anymore. And so they were thinking about keeping the show going with a new lead. Yeah. And, uh, then I guess the higher ups decided to pull the plug and, you know, want to do something else. Well, uh, is there still uh, stunt work to be done in Hawaii? I mean, I know there's production work out there all the time. So, yeah, well, there's Magnum PI. Okay. Yeah. Which is out here. So. My boss, I was as one of the stunt coordinators on Five O. I had a boss. His name is Eric Norris, and he was the main stunt coordinator. And at one point on Five O, they, you know, they started up Magnum, and yeah. so he went over there to work as the stunt coordinator on the pilot while I finished up our season of Five O. And then he brought me on as one of the stunt coordinators over there. So I did a couple episodes of Magnum PI, and then we came back to Five O for the next season and they brought out someone else um, to be the stunt coordinator on that show. And from there, whenever I had extra time on five Oh, I'd go back and forth between the shows and work on Magnum. Okay. And so now with our show being done, hopefully when things pick up again, whenever that may be, yeah. hopefully before the year is up, I'll be able to bounce, you know, bounce over there quite often since there's nothing else going on over here. Really. There's supposed to be a couple shows coming. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We're trying to see how long we can stay out here. If yeah. I can work enough out here and you well, know, pay off this mortgage, then I'll do that. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I know Hawaii is not, not the cheapest place uh, to be either. Yeah. So I totally get it. Um, but yeah. I, I, I do have to bring up one thing because, you know, I'm, I, I scoped out your IMDb and, and saw all the amazing things that you've done. And, and we will go mm-hmm. into that. But I also mm-hmm. have to point out one project that it says is currently in post-production so all those movies got pushed back um my background before i i was young and dumb and in college and working i worked as a jungle cruise skipper and it says there that you worked on jungle cruise out there in hawaii yeah dude tell me about that you have to tell me (laughs) my story might not be too exciting um but yeah so it doesn't matter if you're involved that's exciting (laughs) (laughs) thanks um i know a ton of why read yeah. And he is the Rock's uh, Dwayne Johnson stunt double. Okay. And so they were looking for some guys out, you know, to work locally, kind of, even though it was shot on Kauai. Yeah. And so I had just moved back. We just finished 5-0, and I went back to L.A. for the summer and uh, got the call. And so I ended up getting three days, or no, I'm sorry, about three weeks on Jungle Cruise. And uh, there was, like, a bar fight scene. And uh, nice. involving an animal. Okay. And um, yeah, it was great. That's... I got to hang out, and everyone's on on 
on set and uh it was a lot of fun nice nice all right um how did you get started in all this i mean is this something that you like you went to school like you know you you went to cal poly you said and but is this like something that was in the back of your mind like dude i want to be a stunt guy no it's a bit of a long story (laughs) okay but so i was never a nine to five guy i knew that i i didn't know what i wanted to do you know, my parents always thought I was going to go to college, and my mom was kind of surprised when I said I was going to go, but I didn't know what else I was going to do anyway. And so I was going to Cal Poly, and I was working out with my buddy, and we were going to be bodybuilders, right? So okay. we were super jacked in the gym all the time, eating as much food as we can, lifting as much weight as possible. And he was in the Army National Guard or Reserves or something. And he said, hey, I'm going to be in this movie. Do you want to be in it? And I was like, hell yeah. That'd be awesome. What kind of, you know, every small town guy wants to be in a big Yeah, movie. yeah, that, of course. And that was We Were Soldiers. Nice, yeah. And that was back in 99, I think we started filming that, something mm-hmm. like that. So I said, yeah. And so he was on there as an extra. And I had to go meet with, with the casting director. And the casting director um, seemed to take a liking to me. Yeah. And he said, hey, so are you in the military? And I said, no, I'm not. He said, oh, okay, well, thanks anyway. Oh. I said, oh, man, I know I can do this job. And so then I called the casting director once or twice more, and he said, okay, come on back. And so he said, okay, when you get to set, just say you're in the military. I said, okay, great, I'll do that. And so I had a few friends on, on the show, and we were getting ready for a mini boot camp. And... So we got to the set and they're going to run us through all these drills. And they said, okay, who here was not in the military? And my friend said, Hey, no, keep your arm down. Keep your arm down. You know, just stay in the military. I said, okay, fine. So I kept my arm down and a few guys raised their hands and those guys were immediately escorted off set. Wow. So I ended up to get on, we were soldiers, uh, for about three months or so. And that was my first job ever. And it was great. And that was my first stunt job ever as well. Really? Well, and they, and they shot all that like out here, right? Yeah. And past the Robles at Fort Hunter Liggett. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So you got, you got extra and then you got stunt work on that on, as well. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of got stunt work. So <laughs> since we're out of the shooting zone, the SAG zone, yeah, they didn't have to give me a stunt contract, but since we were part of the core platoon, it was supposed to be focused on, on the core guys. Right. Um, yeah. And so we're all bloodied up on the hill. And one day Randall Wallace comes to the line of us and he goes, okay, you points to me. And so then all of a sudden the stunt coordinator comes over and he's like, okay, take off your pants. And <laughs> okay, and, but, yeah, I'm like, it's, oh, ho- whoa, it's whoa, Hollywood, whoa. man. Go for it. Yeah. What kind of show is this? <laughs> and, uh, and so then the special effects guy comes over and they start putting wires on me and, um, uh, so then they started squibbing me up yeah. and a squib is basically a charge that's attached to a wire and it has a, like a metal plate on it attached to a blood of condom. I'm sorry, condom full of blood yep. and with a charge underneath that. And when they push the button, it explodes. And so we did that five or six times and they shot the crap out of me. And, uh, that was my first, <laughs> you had a glorious death scene. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But that whole show, I really took to the stunt men. Uh, because they're doing all the action, they're doing all the fun stuff, and I thought, man, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know, I was I was going to Cal Poly, didn't know what I wanted to do, and so 
one of the first few days on set, we get there, we hang out with our buddies, they feed us, and we joke around all day. We get to ride around in helicopters and shoot guns. Then they pay us for it. I'm like this, <laughs> right? This, this. <laughs> that's that's pretty awesome. That that's so. Yeah. Where where'd you go from there? So you spent three months on that shoot, and then you're just yeah. like, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep rolling with this. Yeah, kind of. I wasn't really sure what I wanted to do, but I met a guy on there named Danny Leboye. Many people know him as Danny Boyer, and uh, he's a big stunt guy now, stunt coordinator, second unit director. But we were both extras at the time. Hmm. And so after we were soldiers, I kept in contact with him and he was starting uh, Hulk nice. with Eric Bana. Yeah. And um, he was ranging some guys. And so he said, hey, Paul, do you want to be on this show? I'm like, yes, that'd be awesome. But I was going to Cal Poly at the time and about to finish. I think I was in my last quarter. And so I was taking women's psychology and theater. And the women's psychology teacher was my ex-wife's aunt oh. at the time, right? All so right. just to preface this yep, long story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. So I get on Hulk. We go through this boot camp up there as well. Yeah. Um, oh, also, let me backtrack a little bit. So my buddies, since I was just starting out, my local friends who knew a bunch of you know, stuff about the Hollywood industry, supposedly, they said, hey, on your resume, uh, put your SAG after symbols. Right in the corners. I'm like, uh, but I'm not SAG after. They said, just do it because they like it and it looks professional. I'm like, okay. Wow. <laughs> so, so I put that on there. And so then I get the job as uh, a high paid extra, special ability extra, because they once again told me to say that I was in the military. And so I'm getting all this bad advice from these friends. Right. right? And so get on the show and then a few weeks later after the boot camp, I get this call from the casting lady and she says, Hey Paul, um, Hey, I got a, a bone to pick with you. Um, I said, Oh yeah. What's that? And she said, uh, it's, it's, you're not stag or after. I said, Oh no, no, I'm not. No. She said, well, you have it on your resume that you are. I said, Oh no, those are just symbols that said, you know, because I, I'm willing to work sag after. <laughs> oh, that was, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Pull that old BS. That, that's a quick and, BS uh, turnaround. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my gosh. It was so, so embarrassing and sad and so she said okay well we're not going to fire you um but we're not going to pay you the sag contracts um but we'll pay you the same amount as everyone else okay, so, okay great and i think we're making 133 a day as special ability something like that nice. so yeah. we're in san francisco on hulk and i was barely going to cal poly at all i was i think i was there once every two weeks you know that dream you have of being registered for a class yeah and then you show up and it's the last day in his finals. Yep. That was basically what I was living. And it was your ex-wife's uh, mother? My ex-wife's aunt. Aunt, aunt. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And so um, come the end of the uh, quarter, she says, hey, Paul, you have never been here. You've been here once or twice, but we're family, so I'm not going to fail you. Wow. Uh, so I'll give you a D. I said, great. That's perfect. And then my theater teacher, she gave me a B. Wow. Because she said I would, re she'd rather me be out there doing what we're trying to learn. That's true. Yeah. Than not. So, uh, ended up getting actually a week of stunts on Hulk as well, um, which was great. So all these jobs I, you know, kept on getting as an extra. I kept yeah. on getting bunch of stunts, and the stunts on that show were easy. You know, when you start out stunt performing, they give you the easy stuff. I think there were some explosions nearby us. We shot at Universal, had this epic stage set up. I just, you know, 
when I walked into this place, it was huge. I yeah. forget which stage we're on, but it was just awesome. And it was when the Hulk busts out and he starts kicking this big shipping container and it goes flying at us. We go flying. These, these flames go everywhere and uh, we have to dive out of the way. And um, wow. so I met somebody on there who was a PA and she brought me on to Scrubs as an extra huh. where I also got a day of stunts on there. Wow. So things just kind of kept on rolling and rolling. And finally, one day, this uh, stand-in says, hey, Paul, do you want to be an extra or do you want to be a stand-in? I'm sorry, do you want to be an extra or do you want to be a stuntman? And that, that really hit home. I said, geez, you know, I'm wasting all my time here on set. And so I finally quit being an extra and yeah. went back to bartending at night. And uh, that allowed me to hustle for stunt work during the day. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing, and and then it just took off for you. You you just kind of the ball just kept rolling. Um, kind of, kind of. It was a it was a long journey. You know, I was still living in San Luis Obispo, yeah, and I was commuting back and forth, sometimes sleeping in my car. <laughs> yeah, and uh, it took a long time. It took about five years until I started doubling Christian Bale, and then that's kind of when my career took off. And that was about two thousand five. Yeah, and that was for which movie? That was for the Prestige. And you, so you were actually Christian Bale's stunt double. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Um, and then, uh, so wh- wh- what are some of the, um, like, <laughs> I, I, I love your story. I love how you got started and, and taking bad advice, but I mean, you know, you got slapped on the wrist, but you, you, you still did it. You, you kept up and your, uh, your perseverance kept going through it. And, and I think that's, yeah. that's key for any, any angle in this industry. Um, is just keep going, keep doing it. And, uh, yeah, you definitely exactly. get noticed. Um, so yeah, my hat's off to you for doing that, man. It, oh, it, thanks. it It's hard work. Um, yeah. so you've done stunt works, uh, for, for television, for films, um, small films, big films. I mean, uh, hello, the Avengers and, and you were, yeah. you were Loki basically, essentially. Yeah. It, pretty awesome. So, <laughs> I, I mean, you were doing all kinds of stuff. You, you gotta tell me what are like some of your favorite moments though, from, from everything that you've done, like where you just sit back and you go, man, I cannot believe that they let me do that. <laughs> um, I don't know if I have too many of those stories where they let us do certain things, but it was, you know, some of my favorite projects was, you know, Thor was definitely amazing. And it's funny how my career took off, you know, didn't really take off from there, but how it progressed because, you know, one day I was on NCIS mm-hmm. and my buddy James texted me and said, hey, are you available tomorrow? And I happened to be available. And so he said, OK, come on down to uh, to Hawthorne uh, to this warehouse. We're going to do some fight rehearsals. So I show up and there are like 30 other guys there and we didn't know what we were working on, but it was rehearsals for something. And that mm-hmm. turned out to be Thor. Nice. And so then um, my buddy's going over the actors and needing doubles. And I said, Hey, I could double that guy. And he said, you know, he looked at me and he said, you're a little heavy. And he said, if you want to lose some weight, I said, I'll lose 20 pounds. So I lost 20 pounds, ended up doubling Tom Hiddleston on Thor. Yeah. And that was a great run, man. It was just so much fun. So many good guys on there. And uh, we had about two months of fight rehearsals, big group fights, shooting, you know, killing all these ice monsters. Right. And then after that, I got on, you know, Avengers with Tom as well and Thor 2 and then ended up coordinating one of Tom's shows called I Saw the Light. Um, but Avengers was awesome because it was such a huge cast, 
such a long show. I think we're on there for six months. Wow. And, you know, Captain America, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor, Loki, Black Widow, uh, Hawkeye. And uh, it was just epic. It was probably the biggest movie I've ever been on. Yeah. And uh, it was just a lot of fun. Um, lots of wire work. Lots of fights. So lots of driving. You're, you're bringing up a couple of points because that I want to touch on all of it, because I'm, I'm not going to lie. When I was a kid. I remember going to Universal Studios and watching the stunt shows and just going like, I want to be that guy. Like, I want to be that guy falling off the roof. I want to be that guy jumping from the explosion like that, that I need to be that guy. And uh, yeah. I needless to say that my path was different. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, like stunts are they're They're really wide ranging, too. Like you, can, yeah. you know, falling downstairs to driving a car off a cliff, essentially. Right. Um like like what what have you done have you done the whole gamut of things like what what's kind yeah. of like what what's some of the bigger like like stunts that you you were like oh my god because i think you did something in star trek right where where you yeah. actually won an award for that yeah we won a sag award we tried to uh we thought we were going to win the tourist world stunt award yeah. um but they ended up giving it to someone else um, yeah, we did a lot of good stuff on Star Trek. I know I got the job doubling Eric Bana because I doubled him before. Yeah. And uh, but I also shared doubling duties with Mike Massa, uh, doubling Chris Pine. He was he was Chris Pine's main double, and then when he was off doing something else, I would double Chris as well. Oh, okay. And so for the skydiving sequence in Star Trek, we were at Dodger Stadium, and they had this huge crane, and we had about a thousand boxes below a box catcher for us in case the wires happened to fail, the rigging happened to fail. Right. And so they lift us up 100 feet in the air and drop us down fast. Wow. And we were upside down. And then they lift us up again and drop us down slow. For two days, we were dropping up and down, up and down. Like a yo-yo, yeah. Yeah, and it was very arduous and, and really one of the hardest jobs, actually. Wow. Uh, just being upside down for two days was pretty pretty gnarly. Um, but that was that was really a fun show. Um, but in terms of awesome things that we've done, that was pretty great. Um, on the player, I doubled Philip Winchester, who I'm now buddies with. Um, uh, we were doing, let's see, we were on the George Bush building, I think, downtown L.A., and there was supposed to be a helicopter coming up from the bottom and coming over the building's crest, and we had to run away from it as it shot at us and jump off the 200-foot building. Yeah. And so we don't, we don't go all the way down, but they have us on a wire. And so we dropped about 40 feet and then we hang there and wait for them to pull us back up. Yeah. Um, myself, I don't like heights, but I do them because they get paid for them. Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> but, there you go. Yeah. So jump off a 200 foot building on the player. Also, I did this fight on the tail end of a C-130 on the player. Uh, we're 13,000 feet in the air, getting tackled to the end of the tail, hanging off the edge, getting pulled back in. Jeez. Um, just so many great things. A lot of car stuff, crashing cars on five zero, flipping them over, yeah. flying seventy five feet in the air, crashing down. Wow. So okay, so and then, and in some of the projects, it sounds like you know you you double uh, Eric Bana and and Tom Hiddleston. Do they like? Are you on the show because you were their double before, or are you on the show and then they're like, "Hey, you were his guy before. Let's make you his guy again." How does that work? Yeah. So for so I started doubling Eric. I think the first time was on Lucky You. Okay. And that was just a few simple gags on there. But then um, actually, that one was pretty gnarly. 
that was my first big gag where he's laying on this lounge chair by his pool, right? This empty pool. Yeah. And these guys come to collect money and he doesn't want to pay the $20,000. So they pick him up and toss him to the deep end of this empty pool. And so they put me in the chair and they toss me in and I go splat to the bottom and they ended up wanting to get some different kind of body reactions. So they had me do it again. Uh-huh. And uh, so that was, that was, uh, my first big nutso kind of stunt uh, <laughs> where I dropped 10 feet to the flat bottom of a pool. Wow. Um, but after that, yeah, I uh, got an audition for Star Trek from Joey Box, the stunt coordinator. And uh, I told him that I doubled Eric and he may have already known that, not sure. And so after the audition, when I was driving home back to HB, he called me up and said, hey, yeah, we'd like to have you on. And I think I was on there for about three months or so. Wow. Um, so typically, the, you know, we'll submit to a show as a stunt man and give them a short little letter and explain what we've done. And with me, I do research on the show, see who is in it, see if there are any actors I've doubled, um, and then address, you know, and write the letter accordingly. And so then they'll see that I've doubled them, maybe bring me on. And then that's how I get the job. So yeah. it definitely helps I've doubled the actors before. And then you kind of become their guy. Okay. So and, and so do you, create a relationship then with those actors after you've worked with them on multiple projects and, and you kind of just get to know them and know how they move and all, because that's your job is to essentially just look like them. Exactly. And and never have the audience ever recognize you in those moments. Yeah, exactly. So a lot of times like with Tom on Avengers and Thor, I tried to emulate the way he would walk, the way he would throw the daggers through the air, the way he would spin. Um, on 5 you know, I got Alex's walk down pretty good. And so from behind, you couldn't tell if it was me or him a lot of times. Um, so, yeah, I try and emulate how they move, um, try and emulate their body mechanics and try and make it as seamless as possible. Uh, you know, of course, if they shoot from a certain angle, you can tell it's me. But from many angles, you can't. Is, is there certain so, shots that you watch in the in these movies now and you're just like, oh, God, that's me? Like, you, you can tell that it's you? I mean, I'm sure you do, but, like, where, yeah. where it's painfully obvious that it's, it's you know, <laughs> it's not the actor there. Um, I don't know, you know. I guess there have been a couple times, and I can't really recall when, but, I you know, when I when I see it, I'll definitely watch it in full speed, then you know, rewind it and slow it down. And, right, and frame by frame, and, like, oh, there's me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Got and it. my kids are the first to call out the show. Like, oh, oh that's really? you, Dad, that's you, Dad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's so but funny. For the most part, the editors do a pretty good job of, you know, picking yeah. the shots and, and hiding me, you know, as much as they can. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's it's pretty amazing how they can edit it together, and, and sometimes you just never, ever know uh, what happens. Um, yeah. So, okay. So, but walk me through like a, a couple of other different stunts, um, that you do, like, you know, like you said, you go into a pool, you drive, but like, tell me like, what is your favorite thing to do? Like when they say, Hey Paul, you get to do this today. You're just like, yes, I am so excited. Right. <laughs> I think that would probably be some sort of thing having to do with driving. Yeah. I, I love, drifting i got into drifting cars a few years ago maybe about six or seven years ago and i just love it uh it's just so much fun sliding cars around in a controlled manner and being able to get as close as you can to a wall or a camera or something like that yeah um without crashing uh as much as i love it it's equally stressful 
Yeah. Because you have crew, you have cameras, you know, million dollar cameras. Mm -hmm. You have guys that are right behind those cameras or you have a cliff or you have a guardrail and you don't want to hurt the car. You don't want to scratch the car. You don't want to go off that cliff. You don't want to smash into the brick wall. I had this stunt recently on 5.0. It was a simple thing, but it was coming down this hill and I had to get the car in a four wheel slide to all the to where all the tires are smoking and stop right before the, you know, the rock wall before the cliff, would, you know, before we go up the cliff. Yeah. And uh, so it was just stressful because I'm coming full speed at this at this wall and had to lock up the car that didn't have a good e-brake and get within inches of the wall before I smashed the vehicle. Jeez. And so it's just as much fun as it is, it's equally stressful. Sure. And, uh, but still, nonetheless, I love the driving. That's probably my favorite thing. And, and I, I'm just trying to think, too, because sometimes stunts are so complex. The shot yeah. that, that is in that's calling for the stunt to be in the in the shot is so complex, you know, be it like a. For example, a giant explosion or something going yep. on where you can't really reset and do take two. Have you had right. any of those where you you know you've only got one shot to make this? Like, has that happened to you? Yeah, yeah. So on a couple of years ago on five zero, we had this deal where we were going to blow up this house. My McGarrett was chasing this bad guy through the interior of the first level, working his way up the second level, yeah. and then we go out this window on the second level and the house is supposed to blow up after the guy jumps off the roof and McGarrett's almost off the roof. And so, uh, it was a big timing thing. We had to come out the window at the right time with his, with the right space in between me and the bad guy. And then as he jumps off, I have to be just coming out that window. And then as I take two steps forward, that's when the special effects team blows up the charges behind me and the whole second half of the house comes flying out yeah and i go tumbling off that roof to the ground wow and so that's just a big timing thing and a lot of a lot of the you know stunts have to do with timing and if you don't have timing you can't be a good stunt performer well it's it's I, essentially a big dance you know you have to have yeah, the, exactly. the, the choreography all there and you have to hit those beats right on the mark if not, yep. you know, you're either going to blow the shot or blow yourself up. You know, it's yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it, it's a very fine line to walk. And uh, yeah, it's amazing. I, I personally, I think stunt work is, is one of those just unsung heroes. You know, it's almost like visual effects oh, guys yeah, like thanks. you don't you don't know that it's it's happening, you know, and I think it's one of those things that people just take for granted. Um, you know, especially yeah. in, in today's day and age too, they're just like, oh, just, you know, we'll do a CGI character, you know, that's flying through there. Well, not necessarily, you know, that's, right. that's Paul right there. Flying through there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. My wife, before she started dating me, uh, she didn't even think twice about some people. Yeah. Most people don't, you know, but now it's, now we're kind of coming out of the shadows, so to speak, yeah. where people are recognizing that there are stunt performers out there, especially with the, uh, with the rise in social media. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I think that helps. And then also with, with actors giving credit to their stunt performers, to their stunt doubles, you know, there are a lot of actors out there who, who still say they do their own stunts, even though they don't, <laughs> or we won't name they, any names here, but yeah, yeah, I, I yeah, gotcha. Or, or they do almost all their own stunts, but they have a stunt double who rehearses for months and months to make sure that they're safe to do it. Yeah. You know, there's always a stunt double first. And uh, 
So, yeah, we are kind of coming out of the shadows and people do know that we exist, but still there's plenty of people who watch it and you can't tell, you know, who's who. So, okay. So I, I, I'm also just trying to think of like all the different movies that you've done. And, and I mean, you've run the gamut from obviously, uh, you know, your, your, um, you know, the, the five O, which is, is more mm-hmm. contemporary, but I'm trying to think of like, when you get to wear these awesome costumes, I mean, like yeah. when you're in Loki and, and all these, like, how does that make you feel? Do you like that? Does that, I you mean, know, it's funny you mentioned it. it kind of gives me chills right now. Yeah. Because like, I loved, I loved working with Tom. He's such a good guy. Yeah. And I loved working on Thor and the Avengers. And I remember one day when we were on Thor and, uh, to put on that wardrobe is kind of a process. It takes about 15 minutes to get on sometimes. Yeah. And it was heavy. The chain mail weighed about 30 pounds. Um, but I remember I had, had my wig on and I just finished putting the whole Loki outfit on. And I was looking in the mirror. I'm like, wow, this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you just, it kind of gets it like a feeling like a, yeah. I don't know what it was that came out, but like, it was just like a, you just felt very regal and, and like, like kind of well and i don't that, know what it was but you just got this feeling and then you like really helped me get into the character as well yeah and that's so cool that you were you were in thor the the first movie and and that was the yeah. first one with loki in it yeah you know so the world hadn't even seen him yet and you're you're no. they're suiting up like loki and already knowing that this is going to be a pretty iconic character i mean you know it, yeah we didn't even know what we were doing at the time like i didn't know how big this was going to be and so right. people were saying that yeah they signed seven you know picture deals and and now they have the to... the disney plus show coming out with its uh local. yeah i know i got called for that and i'm so bummed i missed it i was on 50 oh no and my schedule overlapped by well. a month and oh, so nice. i couldn't join tom on that but uh yeah that would have been nice hey they may have a season two you never know yeah <laughs> Um, so that's cool. So what, uh, anything else? Cause I know, uh, what was the other one that I, uh, you did, um, Ryan Reynolds stunt double in too, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. So I have a double, he has a main double, main couple doubles he uh, works with and I'm kind of like third on the chain. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I doubled him on RIPD yeah. first and that was in Boston. That was, that was pretty cool. That was a lot of fun. We did a lot of driving on that, a lot of wire work, a few fights here and there. Yeah. And, um, then, after that, he uh, called me to do some um, doubling for him on the Deadpool commercials. Oh, nice. So I didn't get on the feature, but I got to do about a series of seven or eight commercials for him. And uh, we shot in San Francisco, L.A., went to London. Uh, this one point when we went to London, I was with the Manchester United soccer team. Oh, okay. And so no stress, but they wanted me to end the wardrobe kick a goal in the right-hand corner past their goalie past oh, their goal wow. while you're in, and, in the costume yeah. yeah yeah and i'm like okay no stress i have this whole professional soccer team <laughs> to my right and i haven't kicked a soccer ball like for real right since high school and i gotta make it right in that little two by two corner there and uh <laughs> i missed a couple times but I, I, was, I nailed it after a while and that was a lot of fun and then of course the whole soccer team comes running up to me and, and i end up kissing uh Rudy, I think his name is, and a soccer fan will kill me, uh, kissing him on the forehead, and then Ryan Reynolds wakes up in a dream or something. But uh, yeah, so I got to double Ryan a few times, That's and uh, 
and hopefully one day get back with them on something else. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I there, there's always talks of a, another Deadpool, but now it's all owned by Disney, so who knows what's going to happen there. Um, oh, yeah. It'll make a couple more. Yeah, 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 for sure. So um, that, I, I, I just blows my mind just talking about just all the projects you've done. I mean, even with Star Trek, you know, uh, that that's huge. Uh, you know, big Star Trek fans. Um, there's actually, uh, we just had Star Trek in on the central coast recently with, um, Picard. They shot all in San Inez. Oh, really? Yeah. So they, they shot all that vineyard, uh, stuff was all in San Inez at Firestone winery down there. And it, it's so funny. Cause I, I also worked in visual effects once upon a time. And uh, a couple of my buddies who I worked with in Santa Maria, um, they worked on the visual effects editing for Picard. And it's just, it's so funny how it just keeps coming back and around and around. Right. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's been huge. Uh, definitely love it. Um, how, okay. I think I'm a little bit past my prime. I don't think, uh, stunt work is in my days <laughs> ever again, but if you're ever back out here on the central coast, you need someone to squib up. I'm, I'm your guy. Um, <laughs> Dude, I would love you back there on the central coast filming. I've always wanted to get back there. I've, I've always been looking for something to be shooting back in San Luis Obispo area. I yeah. Area well, you know, I, what I love about the Central Coast and just filming in general is that we literally, what, it's kind of a thing that we we came up with was that we're Hollywood's backyard. I mean, we're, yeah. we're still close to Hollywood, but we are far enough away where I you can make it look like you're anywhere you want to be. You know, be it the right, sand dunes exactly. down in Oceano, be it, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even up at uh, Hunter Leggett, you know, where you guys are filming. Yeah. Um, it, it can be anywhere. There's a lot of different places. And so I think yeah, that the location course. offers a lot of, um, availability for, to do whatever you want. Definitely. Um, Definitely. my background too, I grew up on a ranch in Los Alamos. So I had, okay. I had this huge area with nothing around me. And so as a kid growing up, you know, with my camera and I'm trying to go out there and just think about, well, what am I going to do? I turned it into, you know, Africa and I turned it into, <laughs> uh, you know, another planet. I've turned it into all these different things. You right. know, and I didn't realize it at the time, but I had my own movie ranch, you know, totally. <laughs> and yeah. I, I was out there. I could do whatever I wanted. I could make it look like anything I wanted. It, it was amazing. And it was so much freedom for just creative minds to get out there and i think that's one mm-hmm. of the benefits of the central coast is that we have that flexibility you know we've got an ocean yeah. we've got beaches we've got cliffs we've got canyons we've got mountains we've got forests i mean it's yeah. all here it's exactly so, it's pretty cool so yeah so anyways yeah. if you ever need a guy you need to blow up i'm i'm here perfect you're first on my list <laughs> nice <laughs> um but okay but but how if if somebody is is uh let's say going to cal poly and they yeah. realize that they don't want to be uh, taking their female psychology class anymore, and they want to get into stunts. What do you think they should do? And maybe not lie on their- Yeah, no kidding. Trust me, I I was hesitant to even bring that up. No, but but it's said, but hey, I even bring that up because I don't want people to think I'm a liar. No, well, of course, and it's water under the bridge. You made it. You you paid yeah. your dues. And and but yeah. the thing is, is you are where you are now because of how you are performing it's based on your performance and your your you know that you you are you are worthy of the place that you're at let's put it right thank you yeah thank you um so but but how do how does somebody else get into it how does somebody say hey i want to be the guy that's lit on fire and goes jumping out of the building you know what what can i do right well i know what's so funny is like on a side note of that um it's, well, so many times on set, we get people saying, hey, I want to be a stuntman. You know, I, I can drive. I want to be, you know, <laughs> right. blow me up. I, you know, I can take reactions. And, dude, 
it's like so much harder than people think. Yeah. You know, we've, for me, it's so easy. So many things now because I'm, I'm a professional, right? Yeah, like yeah. A professional basketball players. <laughs> yeah. They do it for years and years. Anybody who's a professional at something, it's easy for them. But so many times when you're starting out, we'll give a guy, you know, we'll have him take a reaction whether it's a bullet reaction or a simple punch and they'll suck. Yeah. Right. Because they haven't trained like here on five we have a lot of great people, but we also have to give a lot of people a chance because we can't just fly people in and out because it's so expensive. Sure. So we'll give a lot of people a chance um, and they'll do horribly, but they'll realize that it's harder than people think to yeah. do it professionally and do it over and over um, for the camera. Um, uh, but starting out is a whole other thing, right? So if you're in San Luis Obispo, you're in a small town, what you want to do is you want to train, right? It's all about training. Since I was a little boy, I've been doing martial arts. And I, you know, I was always jumping off my parents' roof, jumping out of trees. <laughs> I was always doing something like that. You know, I was racing yep. BMX. I was, yep. I was always, always an athlete. And that's what a lot of us stunt people are, are athletes. Some are professional athletes. Some are professional Red Bull athletes. Some are uh, gymnasts, world-class martial artists, way better than I am. Um, some are professional drivers. And we all kind of have our niche, right? Yeah. So what I had to do when I started out is I did get lucky with getting to know some people. Um, but we had to, first of all, you have to be a SAG uh, member, right? Yeah. But you want to get your head shot and resume. You want to get signed up with Central Casting out of, out of L.A. And then I think starting as an extra is a great way to go because you get to learn about what goes on uh, on set. Yeah, totally. You get to know people's jobs. Um, you get to know what you're supposed to do and what you're not supposed to do. The etiquette is a big thing in our industry as well. If you don't have good etiquette, uh, we're not going to hire you. Um, and the last person we want to hire, by the way, is someone who says, Oh man, I'm crazy. I can be a stunt man. Right. Well, that's what we're, that's the opposite of what we're about. Yeah. You know, it, to regular people, we seem crazy because we're doing these gnarly things. Um, and I think that maybe our brains are a little different from, from <laughs> the layman, you know, as well, a regular person. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> we but, search out yeah, but, but your level of focus and dedication for what you're doing is just off the charts. I would even say you're more focused yeah. sometimes than the actors are because you're actually in physical danger <laughs> sometimes. Yeah. 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 And if we don't get it right, we don't go home. And that brings up the point that safety is our number one yeah. concern. For sure. Right. We There's so much prep that goes into what we do that it looks difficult it looks gnarly and a lot of times it is yeah but the first and foremost thing is safety and so that's what we really try and 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 uh project out there i mean and it brings us home to our families at night yeah uh, but so to get back to starting out so you want to get your sad card you want to get a resume going um everyone starts with one credit or no credits but put down your skills at the bottom and then, you know, I think the places to be I icons are, are optional. Uh, what did you say? The icons are optional. The SAG icons. <laughs> you don't put the icons <laughs> until you're actually SAG or after. That's probably a smart thing, I yep, guess. Yep, yep. Um, and so, but the places to be right now are LA and Atlanta. Yeah. Those are the big hubs. Atlanta, even more so. Someone asked me right now, like in Hawaii, where should I be for stunt work? So move to Atlanta. Wow. And a few people really? have taken that advice because. Yeah, because there's such a demand for stunt people there. There are so many productions there yeah. that, and so many guys get a start. They work on 40, 50 shows and they have no skills, but wow. they they are 
they are starting to train and they want to be a stuntman. And so they need to fill those spots. And so they can get their feet really wet over there. Um, That's great. But one, of the, yeah. one of the things that I didn't touch upon is trying to get the job. Right. And that's right, what we, right. call, we call hustling. And so it was even more prevalent when I started out. I'm not sure how prevalent it is now, but I'll still do it myself if I need to. So what we do is we get our headshot and resume. We find out where the stunt coordinator is working that day. Yeah. You, you go to set, you sneak past security if you can. <laughs> and <past>. you, <laughs> dude, I've waited hours hiding behind a tractor to get past security, waiting for the stunt coordinator to walk by just so I can really? say hello. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So then you find out where the stunt coordinator is. You say hello and you, you hang out there for 30 seconds. Maybe. Hi, my name is Paul Lockovar. I'd love to work for you. Is there somewhere I can leave my stuff for you? And they'll say, yeah, put it in the trailer. And uh, then you hope they call you. And that's it. And so you do that over and over hundreds of times. And then eventually you might get a call. And then you get to work that job. You put that down on your resume. And then you go out hustling again over and over. Meanwhile, you're training and training. Martial arts is probably the number one thing you should train in uh, because 70% of what we do is fights. Wow. You know, I was the fight yeah. choreographer on 5.0, and we had so many fights per episode. The last, ep the last episode, we had four fights. And a lot of times we need a lot of guys. And uh, if you can't do a simple fight, um, then you're not going to be able to work. And so... You get your training in, you know, I was trained in Taekwondo, boxing, uh, various other martial arts. Um, and you try and become kind of well-rounded in that skill set. And then hopefully you have another skill set. And so since I got in this business as a fighter, then I started practicing high falls. I worked uh, at the Knott's Berry Farm live stunt show yeah, where yeah. I learned more high falls and did some acting there and learned mini tramp and then you, you know, find a circle of friends, you start training with them. And then I started driving and took the driving courses and then bought a car and changed that into a drift car and then really created my own skills as I went along. And now I, you know, I think I'm very well-rounded and that really helps because if I didn't have all those skills, I couldn't double these lead guys like yeah. Alex Alopin on 5.0. I couldn't do that because if I weren't a fighter, if I weren't a wire guy, if I couldn't do falls, if I couldn't drive, that Camaro, which is an, a character in itself, right. then I wouldn't be able to do that job. And so I have to have at least four skills right there just to do one job. So it's all about becoming well-rounded, but also be in the right place at the right time. Yeah. Right. Which helps as well. Wow, Paul. Well, I, I again, I just want to thank you uh, so much for, for coming in and stopping by. I mean, I could literally just sit and talk to you about, I mean, just Avengers alone. You know, <laughs> all the what work. else you got, man? What else you got? No. Well, I, dude, I because I'm I'm kind of a nerd. I'm kind of, a you know, I, I love all that yep. stuff, you know, and. and I mean, you you go to Comic Con and 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 have your own booth there from from you know <laughs> your resume here because it people would want to talk to you about everything that you've done. Uh, it, it really, uh, if you guys are listening, look him up. Uh, he, we got a, we'll we'll put a link to his IMDb on, on the notes, but it it's absolutely amazing stuff that you do and and i am i'm just excited to see what you're going to keep doing because you know you're 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 a central coast boy here and and we want to we want to help shout out your name and get you out there and and, and promote everything that you're doing because it, it's just, it blows my mind i'm i'm just excited for you like i'm like that's so awesome so well thanks man you know hopefully i'll be back there soon enough once things get rolling i uh i actually recently finished directing my short film Nice. called 38 minutes and it's about the uh 
about the missile crisis that happened here in Hawaii. Oh, it's yeah. It's a false missile alert. Yeah. Right? And so I had Philip Winchester and Katrina Law, um, who I know from Five O and the player, and they were the stars of that. And we just finished the uh, feature-length script, and we are in post on the short film. But I'm hoping to do – what's the film festival there in, in San Luis? Well, the San Luis Film Festival. There you go. <laughs> so, <Yep. laughs> so hopefully I'll be back there with that film, and it'd be nice to uh, get back get back to my hometown. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Paul. Well, thank you so much, and uh, stay safe thank out you. there, okay? Thanks, man. I appreciate it a lot. Thank you, Paul. That was amazing, and I'm still geeking out over everything that Paul has done. Uh, man, that's just amazing. Um, all right, so before we wrap up, um, you may be aware of our current lineup of events again have all been canceled or postponed because of, you know, this little thing going on around the world. Um, but we are planning on the Central Coast Film, uh, Film Festival still to happen. Um, but of course, with social distancing and all the health uh, concerns, we are actually looking at potentially making it an online version. So if you are a Central Coast filmmaker uh, or you've made your film here on the Central Coast, we want to watch them. But more importantly, we want to share them with the world. So make sure that you are on the lookout for that information coming very soon. In the meantime, we are here at Take 18 for you. Uh, make sure you reach out with any questions or comments. Let me know if you want to do any particular movies movie reviews. I'm happy to do those as well. Uh, or of course, if you have any questions, just let me know. Um, we have a link actually that you can either send a, a voice request to us or uh, just contact us and I'm happy to get you guys on the show. And that's a wrap on this edition of Take 18. This has been a production of the Central Coast Film Society, a 501c3 organization. We couldn't make this show or anything we do hap happen without your generous support, so please help make a difference. And um, anything you can do, like a donation, uh, purchasing a membership, or of course just uh, attending our events once we get them up and running would be amazing. Visit our website, www.centralcoastfilmsociety.org for more information. Sign up for a newsletter or, you know, just check us out on social media and like our page there. I want to thank you, uh, Paul, again for coming to stop and chat. That was amazing. And, of course, I want to thank you for listening all the way to the end. Make sure you subscribe with everyone and share this show. That's how you can help us and it takes just a few clicks. Thank you again for all your support and I hope you enjoyed this episode. That's a take.